amazing to be able to see or not see, but to feel the where I had once not gotten all that air to then be like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to get airflow. Holy moly. Like it was, it was mind blowing. And then my nose blocked up again as it does uh, through the healing journey. So Tuesday, no, by Wednesday, I go back to the doctor to get the stitches out and everything and the cast off. And he is taking the stitches out. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a really sensitive soul. <laughs> but I'm like, once again, tears are just like falling down my cheek as he's taking them out. Like it was so intensely emotional for me. Hello and welcome back to A Sharper Life. I'm your host, Nikki Sharp, a best-selling author, transformation coach, and I am here each week to give you actionable items to help you overcome the challenge that you might be facing in order to find freedom and joy in your life. If you are new to the show, please be sure to leave it a five-star review and what you enjoyed specifically about this episode as it helps others find out about the world-class interviews, including the simple tips to change your life. So before I jump in, I just want to let you know that the Ultimate Transformation Program is open for registration. We begin on March 18th. This is a four-month journey into all areas of your life. And it's one of my favorite offerings because of the results that people see. So this program is for you if you are facing uncertainty in your life, if you are feeling like you just don't know the solutions, the answers, if you're ready for change, whether it's you can't lose weight and you're just ready to make a change and feel great about your body, if you want to learn how to have confidence and radiate from within, if you're learning to just fall in love with yourself and discover who the real you is. We go over topics like your career and helping you get clarity on where you are, what you want. And ultimately, it's breaking through the fears that you have that hold you back and helping you move forward into your dream life with actionable tips. And you'll learn all of the tools from my dream binder so if you're interested, please head to the show notes. You can find it at the ultimate transformation program.com or ultimate transformation program.com, www. And, but I'll put that link. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me and Nikki Sharp just to see if the program is right for you. So today I am going off script and I want to just talk to you about something pretty intimate to me, which is why I got a nose job. Now, you might look at me or you've seen photos and think, well, literally, like, why, why did you, Nikki, you had a great nose before and you didn't need that. And, you know, why did you do this? And I think that we live in, in a society where in one stance, people want to improve themselves. They want to make changes. They want to look better. They want to feel better. And, and you know, surgery and fillers and Botox, they're so prevalent. And the problem is in what I face is there's very little transparency in a lot of celebrities. They're like, no, 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 I haven't done anything. And it's like, no, no, but like, clearly you did. Your boobs are a different size than they were, or your butt is a bigger size or your nose literally looks different. And so for me, I wanted to just come on here and share why I did it. Um, it was actually a septoplasty that I got. And then we just did some reconfiguration because might as well, but I'll, I'll go into all of that. And so this is me being transparent and open and honest and really sharing the reasons why my journey during it, things that I wish I had known, and tips for you if you're thinking about doing it as well as costs. And I want to share a incredible story about manifesting for this because this really goes into what I teach in the Ultimate Transformation Program of I manifested exactly doing the surgery like down to the exact dollar amount. So I'm going to tell you that story. But let's start off with my whole life I have not been able to sleep very well. I've always I just I'm squirmy, I wake up a lot, I switch sides a lot. I've never really thought anything of that. Now, that's not why I went to go get a nose job. I went in, but I, I prefaced that because it actually led to the decision uh, as to why I booked the surgery. So I'm on camera a lot. I do a lot of Zoom calls. I do a lot of Instagram. I've been on TV. And something that I started realizing and getting, or I noticed was 
my nostrils were different sizes. And my left nostril was way bigger than my right nostril. <laughs> People look at me and they're like, what? what do you mean? I don't see that. There's nothing wrong with it. And it was a, a point of... I was losing confidence about it, to be honest. And I'm pretty confident about myself, my life. I'm not someone that I'm like, oh, I need to go change this and that. It's like, I'm always striving for little small changes that just make me feel better. So I booked a consultation in New York with someone who'd come highly recommended from a few different people. And it was a $500 consultation fee. He fit me in because I was there just for the weekend. And I'll, I'll tell you about the consultation and everything. But the most interesting part was when I went in there, he immediately said, you sleep on your right side, don't you? I'm like, yes. How, how can you tell? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I actually, I feel more comfortable on my right. I fall asleep better on my right. I just in general sleep better. And he goes, well, because you have a deviated septum. And I'm like, oh, I Okay. So I'd done research prior to going in and I I knew a little bit about this, but I went in truly for a cosmetic procedure. I was like, I want to fix my nostrils. That's it. End of story. Then he put a little like stethoscope thing or something inside my nose and he, he gasped. He literally said, oh shit. I'm like, that's not something you want to hear a surgeon <laughs> saying to you. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And he he was like, I haven't seen that bad of a deviated septum in a really long time. So he drew it for me. And here's the thing. Most people, majority, like 80% of people have a deviated septum. But so that's a normal thing. It becomes a challenge when what I found out about myself that you are sleeping on one side if your nostrils are like definitely two different sizes. So what he was explaining to me is that my left side, my the reason that I was so bothered by my nostrils is because my left nostril was actually so much bigger than my right because more air was going through it. So the body is amazing and it makes up for things. And so my right nostril, when I sleep on my right side, I'm getting lots of air through my left. Here's something interesting that I also learned in, in my yoga teacher training many years ago. We have breathing that every four hours, it switches nostrils. And so if you start paying attention to this, every four hours, you might be able to get more air through your right. And you're like, oh, interesting. I never thought about that. And then just check, you know, set an alarm, check a few hours later and see, and you'll, you'll be able to tell that actually the breathing switches. And this is just airflow to different sides of the brain. So I knew that going in. And I've always been able to meditate, to breathe. Like I, I didn't realize that there was a quote unquote problem until he drew this. And he said, it is blocking so much air in your right nostril. So when I was sleeping on my left side and that four hour switch had happened and my right side was open, I was getting squirmy and I would switch sides because I literally am not getting the airflow that my body needs, my brain needs. And so I would switch sides. So I'm constantly switching sides to while I'm asleep, mind you, to try and get that airflow all subconsciously. Like I didn't know this was happening until it was explained to me. And my husband can attest to this, that I am a very squirmy sleeper and I wake up a million times throughout the night. And so I started piecing two and two together and I'm like, that's, that's kind of interesting. So the the consultation with this, I'm not going to say his name um, because it wasn't a great one for me, but he is known as the, you know, the nose surgeon. Every celebrity goes to him. So I go in and they took some photos. That was it. He didn't show me a before and after what it would look like, anything of that. It just, I didn't feel very supported in this I, I, I guess in this consultation of a very big surgery in my eyes. Now, it was just like a quick thing. I was asking questions and I had said, okay, so, you know, what's my nose going to look like afterwards? And he made a comment of something along the lines that, well, I, I'm the person everyone comes to see. So it, it was something like, you know, I'm the person that everyone comes to see. So I'm going to make your nose look the way it should. I'm I'm the the artist here. And I'm like... That's a very interesting thing to say. So I voice noted my friend who I was with earlier in the day and, and uh, 
she had recommended him. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of interesting. But here's the kicker. When I got the pricing back for it, it was $26,000 and then an additional 4K just to rent the facilities, basically to like have the surgery in the, the place. I'm like, $30,000? Are you fucking kidding me? That's like a down payment on a house. That's a car. I'm not... No, I'm not paying that for my nose. What? No. They didn't ask about... I mean, they asked insurance. I didn't have my card at the time. But it was just like a very... Huh. That doesn't feel good. And something that I really live my life by is does it feel good? Does This food I'm eating, does it feel good? Does this exercise I'm doing, does it feel good? If it doesn't feel good and I feel constricted, it's probably not the right thing. So I sat with it. I talked with my husband. He was really, really supportive on it saying, well, one, I don't think you need a nose job. Right? And I was like, but once it came down to the, I'm actually not getting the nose job, I'm getting the septoplasty as the primary thing to change my breathing so that I can sleep better. Because I, a lot of times I'll wake up getting a full night's sleep and still not feel totally rested. And the more that I started paying attention to it, I was like, shit, this is like actually a thing. Like I can see that I literally like can't breathe through my right nostril. And it, it's like when you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Once you know it or you notice it, it's like, oh, and there it is. So here's where the story of manifesting comes in. A few weeks later, my hubby and I are in Miami Saturday. We're riding bikes down the promenade. And we, as we're riding, I just like had this kind of moment. And if you've listened to my my episode on manifesting, I talk about my process. So I just in that moment decide, I'm going to manifest this. It's going to happen. And I decided the date that it was going to happen. I was like, I'm doing it in two weeks. That's it. Two weeks. I didn't even tell him this yet. I'm like two weeks. And I this is the amount of money, the highest amount of money that I'm willing to pay for it. That's it. And I'll, I'll tell you later the, the cost at the end. So then we sit down on the beach. We return the bike, sit down. And I tell him that. I'm like, yep. You know what? I, I've just, I've decided. I've decided that this is happening. Now, if you also listen to my episode on when we broke our lease and moved to London, it's like, it's scary when you just decide something. And I always say, don't worry about the how, decide the what and the why. So I decided the what and the why, and I share this with him. And I end up messaging another friend randomly. And I said, Hey, babe, did you get your nose done just by like out of curiosity? And she came back and she was like, she has a gorgeous nose, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, inside and out, beautiful woman, but like just a really like beautiful nose. And so I was like that, like it kind of almost looked like too good to be true. And she was so forthcoming and she's like, yes, oh my God, here's who I got it. Dr. Perlman, he's amazing. And so we start chatting and she was the first person. So I'd asked a few other people and they just said, yep, go to this other person. That's it. Wouldn't share any details, said the cost and the cost had gone up like from what my one friend paid to what he quoted me, $10,000. So I'm like, mm, interesting. So my my friend is like sharing her before and after photos. And she's like telling me the whole process. She was answering all my questions. And I'm like, interesting. So in my gut, I just kind of already felt, and like I go to his website, I'd already felt that this is who I was going to go to. And I call on Monday. So that was on the weekend. I call on Monday and I say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be in New York for literally one day on this one day. Is it possible to get a consultation? Cause he was booked out four months. And on that same day that I booked a consultation, they said, yes, we can, he's, he'll be out of surgery. We can fit you in. Great. So I, I booked a flight. My husband was actually going up. That was in early January or mid January. And so that was like, I did a super quick, literally flew in, flew out with my hubby because he had a meeting there. So when I'm on the phone with them, I'm already asking a bunch of questions and I just intuitively in my gut felt that I knew this is who I was going to go with. And so he said, what's the first available date that you guys can fit me in for this? And she said, January 31st, Tuesday. I'm like, great. Can I pre-book that, please? She's like, okay, great. So I then go up, go into the consultation. And I loved the office. It was very contrasted, both you know, Upper East Side, both of the doctors. 
And so I go in and it's modern and new and the staff was amazing. The the other one that I saw, it was like, it looks like it hadn't been updated in 30 years. The staff I didn't feel as comfortable with. And this one, they just were like so warm, so nice, answered my questions. He came in, took all of these photos. And so what he does is this 2D scan, 3D scan, and then can take it onto the computer and show you exactly what it'll look like. You talk about, you know, all the different areas. And and so the primary thing I'm going in for is the septoplasty. And the septoplasty is to fix the deviated septum. Outside of that, it's like, well, if I'm already going under right anesthesia and doing this and paying money, I might as well do the cosmetic thing too. So we agreed on a few different things. They share everything about it. I walk out, I pay, and I felt really, really good. There was no heaviness and quite the opposite. It was like, I was excited. And I also was looking at it like, oh, this is such good timing because universe always has your back if you're manifesting things of the, don't worry about the how, just worry about the what and why. So one of my big things was, I just wanted to be a bit healthier in January. I already eat really healthy. I already am pretty clean, but it was just tightening it up a little bit from the holidays. And I'm not someone who on you know January 1st, I'm like, that's it, you know, no more anything. So it's just like, minor little changes, cutting back on my, when I say my drinking, like my red wine, you you all know that I love my red wine and, and like just not needing to drink quite as much. And for me, it's not like I'm drinking copiously, but like I do like a glass a night sometimes too, but I'm not someone that really like goes out anymore. And so it was just like, I just don't need to do that anymore. So this was also a really big catalyst for me to be like, Oh, like I want to get back on my supplements now. And oh, I I just actually don't want to drink anymore. So it was like a really easy decision to be like, all right, that's it. Rather than being in the mind like you should, you shouldn't. And then I was doing my Sharper Health program at the time, my six week one. And it was the third week of the program. And we were a uh, second or third week and we were doing the detox together. I'm like, that's great. I'm doing it the week before going into surgery. Fantastic. So I'm like feeling good. And I booked the hotel that I'm going to stay at. I've stayed there, stayed there before. The Langham cannot recommend this place enough. And I booked it through Amex. Um, I definitely recommend, like, if you're, this is one of my travel hacks. If you are booking anything travel related, hotel wise, try to do it on a card that is associated with the fine hotels and resorts because it gives you upgrades or there's different ones, but it gives you an, a room upgrade, daily breakfast, things like that. And so I book it through there, get upgraded to this just swanky, beautiful room. I'm actually so excited because my husband had a work conference. So I'm kind of like, I'm going to get to recover and I've cleared my schedule and I'm just going to get to like sit in a room and do nothing. And it's very much like my, my, so locations that I do when I go on these vacations by myself, where I'm like, the goal is just to like be alone, journal. And I was so excited about this. Oh my God. I like, I still laugh because it was such a, a good week, even though the healing part of it sort of sucked. And I'll go into that, but it was like, it was just so nice getting there and like having my space. And I, I brought all of my stuffed animals with me and my, I, I call them the, the support crew, the emotional support animals. And my husband was so cute. He was helping me pack them. So I go up staying at the hotel. And so I've now booked the flight. I've booked the hotel. And this is important for in the end when I share the price with you, because I manifested it down to the dollar. And th this is what's wild. So I go showing up for surgery and go into surgery on the Tuesday. And uh, so let me kind of cut back a minute before I go into what the surgery was like in the recovery, which for me sucked. Like if you're thinking you're going to go in and just get a nose job or a septoplasty or whatever, like just be wary. At least my experience, it was not fun at all. And it's funny because I spoke to two of my friends and they were like, no, it's great. Like I was back out in three days and I'm like, yeah, that was not me. Like my bruise, this is like three and a half weeks later, I think I'm recording this. My bruise under my left eye is still there, just a, a tinge. Like, so it was, it was intense for me, but anyways, let's take a step back and things that I wish I had known going into it. So I was given a 40 page <laughs> packet of information and I'm like, okay. And it's like talking about do this, don't do that. Like stop taking B12 
basically every supplement. You can't take vitamin E. You can't take um, uh, ginkgo, ginkgo something, forgetting the name of that one. But like there's very specific vitamins you can't take because it increases your chance for bruising and swelling. So I just went in a like, you know what? I already get so many vitamins from my food and I was doing the detox. So I was really clean before that. No inflammatory foods. I wasn't having dairy at all. And I'm like, great, I'm going to be good. So one of the big things just to be aware of is you do have to cut back on things tremendously. Like two weeks before you can't drink. I did not do that. I, I, and I'll tell you why. Um, but you can't drink, you have to stop taking vitamins. Like there was a very strict protocol of like five days before start doing this, start taking an article. And like, it's like, okay, just, you know, making sure I'm doing all of these things. And you know, the, the 40 page packet is a bit overwhelming of information. And so for me, I ended up calling the doctor's office at one point because I was like, look, I'm just getting a bit overwhelmed here. Like you're telling me don't have herbal teas. Like you're telling me don't have herbal teas, but like herbal teas are healthy, but then you're telling me that I can have coffee, but coffee and caffeine dehydrates the body and can constrict blood vessel. And like, so I was just getting really confused because I already live a pretty healthy life and I'm doing the detox and you drink peppermint tea. And I'm like, okay, so like what? So I was trying to follow it really strictly. And by doing that, it was interestingly enough, starting to trigger my old eating disorder. And I'm going to do a whole other episode on my eating disorder journey and how I overcame that. But it was the first time ever in like years that it started, I guess, just like my mind was like, Hey, so, uh, you're not allowed to do this. And so when you tell yourself, you're not allowed to do something, what do you do? You think about it all the time. So I eased up on some of, well, basically only one rule, which was I allowed myself one glass of wine and they say definitely no red wine. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll have one glass of white wine on like the Tuesday and a Thursday. And that was it. And I didn't beat myself up for it because I'm like, I just, I knew that if I went too strict, it could actually have the opposite effect on me. So I was like, let's just find some balance here. It's, I did a bunch of research. Do I recommend that? No, do the protocol, don't drink. And I, I'd still done it, you know, like a week before, but for me, this is what was needed just to not trigger too much that the old eating disorder and the the need for control sort of thing. And so that was just like an interesting part of the journey that I went through. So what I wish that I had known, I guess before is like you are going to go through a lot of emotions and I read this packet and I was like, "Oh, I'm so excited." And it's like cuz they even like detailed um how you might feel after surgery. Definitely read it. Definitely. Like I did not do a ton of research in terms of like the recovery. I just was like, you know what? It's going to be what it is. Fine. I don't know if I would have changed that, but I think it is very important if you are going to go into any type of surgery, one, to understand the payments of it, two, to understand insurance of it, and three, just to know like you are going to feel knocked out for at least a week. And I didn't realize that I would need to slow down even more because I kind of jumped back into things a little too quickly. Um, I don't get my last name sharp for <laughs> any reason. It's like, I'm like a sharpshooter. I'm always going ahead. So anyways, then comes the, the day of the surgery. And oh, so the one last thing just to add on that is like, I do believe that if you are going into any type of surgery, not only for that, but just to feel good, like really focus on what you're eating because we know that dairy is inflammatory. And if you're about to come out of a surgery where you're going to be inflamed because of it, like maybe stop doing things like that. And it's just, it's like common sense, just eat clean and which I already do, but I'm like, I became a little like on the fence of like, well, should I, shouldn't I do that? But it's like, I just think for everyone, like just take care of yourself before going into anything like this, but like also all the time. So anyways, here comes the day of surgery. I go in super excited, ready to go, like no, not nervous at all. We, they put me in the gown and everything. Um, 
And then I go in and she, the anesthesiologist puts, uh, she couldn't find a vein in my arm because you're not allowed to drink water for 12 hours. And so my body was a bit dehydrated. So she puts it in my hand and she says, can you feel, uh, can you start, like, let me know when you're starting to feel the pain medication. And I look up and like, wham, bam, I'm out. <laughs> like it was within seconds that I was out. And so because I didn't go in nervous or anything like that, it was just like, okay, and I'm out. And I came up and really groggy, drowsy. And they call my friend to come get me, like letting her know that I'm going to be ready. The one who had recommended Dr. Perlman. And so I come out of it. I feel great, right? Like you've just come off of the anesthesia and there's pain meds in your system. And I was just like, yeah, like I feel good. So we, and they don't let you leave until you're like fully cognizant, can make a decision sort of, but they still want someone else coming with you. So my friend comes with me, we get in an Uber back to the hotel and I had gone, oh, this is the other thing I'd done the day before. I went to Whole Foods and I had stocked up on all sorts of goodies, health things like green juices and um, vegan yogurts and oatmeal because they say, do you really like bland foods, but things that you know, you don't need to like chew heavily. And so I just like stocked up on a lot of different things, smoothies that I'd put in there, coconut water and and like hummus. That's my <laughs> favorite comfort food. So I'm actually really glad I did that because it was nice just to like have those things as I was kind of coming out of the, the surgery and, and whatnot. So we go home and then she fills them a bunch of, um, what are they? Like surgeons gloves with peas with frozen peas. And then you lay them on your face. And that was my favorite photo that I took. It's like, I would like just lay there. And then I have this uh, travel pillow because you're not allowed to sleep without it in case you roll over. So you have to sleep elevated with this travel pillow, which was actually, I didn't think it was going to be comfortable. It actually was really, really comfortable. Like I might do that again and sleep that way. So I, I like have my travel pillow. I have my, you know, the cast on and everything. And I have these gloves and it just was like funny to me. So for me, like the whole journey, the recovery was me making fun of it. And what is the word fun? The word fun is joy and playfulness. So I like to say I'm making fun of, I'm bringing joy, I'm bringing light to something that might not otherwise be. I don't like that we've kind of changed this term to like making fun of as a bad thing in my life. It's a very good thing. So during my recovery, I, I made a lot of fun of of myself because so day day one was fine. Um, day two, day two. So I had the surgery on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, it was like that's where you start taking the pain pills, pain medication, and that was the day. I'm like, yeah, okay, like I'm still feeling kind of good, but the the one pain medication they gave me was making me feel nauseous. So they called in another one, got that, fine. It was great. I ate, no problem. At this point, super constipated though. So surgery makes you constipated because of the anesthesia and then also the pain medication. So I had known that I was taking Senna, um, S-E-N-N-A, instead of a lax... It's like a, a more natural laxative. So I was taking that and for two days, my body was like, uh-uh, nope. Doesn't feel so good. But it's just to be expected. And day two after the surgery, so the Thursday, I woke up and I had the worst migraine. I don't get migraines. I don't really like, I get little minor headaches, like if I drink too much, but got the worst migraine. I think it was a mix of my body is not used to pain medication like that. I was taking an antibiotic. I haven't taken that in God knows how long. And it was just, I think it was just too much for my body. And because of the migraines, I started throwing up. And that was not very pleasant. So I, I had actually thrown up three times. I called the doctor and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is awful. So they, they called in something that would help with the... Uh, they told me to take another nausea pill. And then they called in something that would help with the inflammation and also pain. So not like a pain med, like a Vicodin, but just like a pain med so I could stop taking that. So that was fine. It ended up working. But yet that Thursday, oh my God, it sucked. Like, And why it sucked is my brain felt so inflamed. And, and you can see it in the photos from that day where like my eyes got swollen. And it was kind of funny to watch the progression of the bruises. Like Day one, I'm like, oh, this is not bad. And my friend had said that 
she didn't really bruise much at all. So three days later, she was out having fun, going going out with friends. No, no, no. Day like two days after the surgery, like one day I'm starting to see it. Day two, it's starting to come under my left eye, and then by day three, where I was getting this intense migraine, it was like all my eyes were puffy. It looked like I was wearing purple eyeliner on the top. It was not a cute look at all. And my darling husband, like I didn't plan on showing him photos, but like we're FaceTiming and he was just so supportive. <laughs> but I like I laughed because it was so uncomfortable and my brain felt like it was swelling my face, my nose, like I wanted to get the cast off. And that was just my body trying to fight whatever it was. So by Friday, I start feeling better and I do my friend comes over. We oh no, she came over Saturday morning. So I do like a little mini 10 minute kind of like standing leg workout just because I'm feeling, I just wanted to like move my body. Um, Friday, I also went for a walk. That was really nice. And then my husband comes up on Saturday, we change hotels and it was the first time that I'd gone out and seen people. So when we, when I'd gone for a walk, I, you know, put a scarf around my nose. I was just, I don't want to say I was self-conscious about it, but it, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to go like walk around and be like, Hey guys, like I just got, you know, (laughs) or like cast, even though it's not a big deal. And in New York, you see this all the time, but it was just like for me, a time of healing. And so he comes up, we go to dinner. And then the next day we went out to lunch and that Sunday. Yeah. So he came up Saturday, that Sunday, I had like a little nervous breakdown. Like it was legit. I'm crying. I emailed the doctor, the, the, patient coordinator. And I was like, I just feel so uncomfortable in my nose. Like I'm so used to a high level of feeling good that like anything that goes wrong, I'm like, Oh, this feels uncomfortable. And it just, it just did not feel good. And a lot of emotions were coming up. And I attribute that to, I mean, you're making a change in your body at surgery at the end of the day, and you're going to go through things, stuff's going to come up. And then I'm, you know, going out and seeing people. And so it just, it brought up a lot and I couldn't like, still to this day, I can't like pinpoint it and say, Hey, this is like what it was, why I was like, I was not like ugly cry, but like tears were just falling down my cheeks. And I don't know why, but it was, it was just, I don't emotional. It was just, I was just, I don't know. So that was like a really, the first week was just strange. There was like all sorts of ups and downs and me feeling great and not great and emotional. And then by Monday, I spoke. So almost a week later, I speak to the patient coordinator and she's like, yeah, we've never had this before. You're the only person that's had this level of discomfort. And I'm thinking, really? Like, really? So that was a little unnerving to say the least. And through that, you know, cut to with the next week, I get back into that Monday coaching my clients. I'd canceled everything before that. And then I, I get back to all right, I have a, a you know my coaching call and I show up with my cast and I explain to them and then I have my private one-on-ones and I'm doing this. And that was like unnerving too, but also I like being transparent with people and like I'm not trying to hide this thing and like here I am telling you why I did it at the end of the day. So, I remember though and I actually want to share this quickly. On the Sunday when we went out to lunch, my right not everything started clearing up and my right nostril, I could breathe out of it for the first time ever. It's kind of like if you don't see color and then suddenly you see them for the first time ever, I got a full breath of air to the point where like it almost burnt. That's how I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And so I was like going around like smelling it. And it, it was fun though. Like it was amazing to be able to see or not see, but to feel the where I had once not gotten all that air to then be like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to get airflow. Holy moly. Like it was, it was mind blowing. And then my nose blocked up again as it does uh, through the healing journey. So Tuesday, no, by Wednesday, I go back to the doctor to get the stitches out and everything and the cast off. And he is taking the stitches out. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a really sensitive soul, <laughs> but I'm like, once again, tears are just like falling down my cheek as he's taking them out. Like it was so intensely emotional for me. And and it wasn't about like, oh, I'm sad. I are scared. I did surgery. It was, 
I just don't know what it was, but it was it was intense. So he's doing that. We take it off the cast, and at first I'm like, wait, 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 my nose like looks tiny. What, what, what? And I'm freaking out now. It, it takes three months for you to really see what it's going to look like, and then a full year to for it to be fully recovered. Um, and like the tip, what they tell you is the tip will drop. So it's like quite high in the beginning and then it starts dropping. So I'm just like an emotional bag of, of well, bag of emotions. And from there, you know, things I just, I, I realized that each day is going to be part of the journey, the healing journey. And one thing that I've, I've learned is that the more spiritual I've gotten, i.e. just the more like present I am to life. And the more I've slowed down, the more I can sense things and feel things. And so I do wonder if because I am in a place where I, I'm sensitive to people and their energy and sounds. And like I'll, I'll say to my husband, like, oh, my God, those people behind us are so loud. He's like, I don't hear anything. So I, I do wonder if that kind of played an effect that the more conscious I've become, the more, I guess, awkward the healing was. So that's something that's crossed my mind. And I think it could pretty much be true. So because I've had like, I remember I got my appendix removed a long time ago, and the journey was nothing like this. And that's a way more intense surgery. And so I just I do kind of wonder if that's part of like the more conscious you get. Anyways, (laughs) little tangent there. So cut to um, I'm good to go. I fly back home 10 days later. And the healing is just like still going on. And it has literally been like a day by day journey to the point where I think I caught like a little cold last week, like just a tiny, tiny little one. And I just, I was really exhausted and I was, and I can always tell when I've like either caught something, maybe a tiny little virus because I just, I lack energy. Even when I sleep, I don't feel good. And that's really what happened. And then my nose over the weekend got completely blocked. And it makes sense that I maybe came down with something because I was a higher level of stress last week, just work-wise. And it was it was not fun. And I, I realized that now, but it was like, it was just things that needed to happen in order to launch my program. And I have private clients and all of that. And coming back into your life after, after any sort of surgery is like, you got to get back. Or even when you go on vacation, you come back and it's like, whoa, I got to you know, get back into it. So I was at a higher level of stress. My body's still recovering. So this past weekend, I think I came down with something fine, but my nose got completely blocked. It started feeling more inflamed again, and I couldn't breathe through both sides. And so even now, like as I breathe, it's sort of opened up, but like, it's just awkward because I can also tell there's still a stitch in, in my left nostril. And I'm like, oh, it's really, it's just like itchy and uncomfortable. But I've like taken a step back and been like, day by day, this is part of the process. This is part of the healing journey. Each day is going to change. And the only thing guaranteed in life is change. So I'm just like, on, you know, here for the ride and waiting to see what happens. Um, so where are we now today? It's about three weeks after I feel better. I can still tell like, because I'm I can't get a full breath of air just because there's still the nostrils are still a little blocked. Like I I'm having a harder time, like when I'm talking or doing interviews or, or podcasting, like I'm, I'm finding that I'm out of breath. Um, my workouts, cause you're not supposed to work out at all. I'm someone that listens to my own body and they say no yoga cause you can't bend down. So I, I followed that very strictly, but I would do like standing things of just like really light weights with my arms. And the whole thing is you just, you don't want to flush the face. And I, the other day, yesterday, I did five minutes on the bike and just listening to myself, I was like, yeah, no, we're, we're done. We, we, no more of that. And so it's just really like checking in, doing lifting, but like <laughs> this was humbling. I went to the gym and I lifted the lightest weights like literally the on the machines, the top lightest weight that you can go, which I normally don't. And I was like, okay, okay, you know, that's humbling. And I was exhausted from it. So I've just been really, really gentle with my body. So here are the things that I wish that I had known afterwards. I wish that I had known that it's it was going to be a longer journey because 
what I had seen on vlogs, like after my surgery, I started watching a few vlogs and they're like, yeah, you know, after like a week, I feel great. And I'm like, huh, I, I don't, it's really uncomfortable for me still. Like I don't feel good there. But I also have very like very delicate features and a delicate nose, so that could be part of it. Um, I so I I also jumped into work too intensely, too quickly, and my work means I'm talking to clients, I'm listening, I'm holding space for people. So it's a lot of energy, a lot of talking, and when you can't get a full airflow, and also your body's recovering, maybe not the best idea. And so it's really important for any type of surgery that you don't just like immediately go back to work. You got to take the downtime. And I wish that I had actually taken that for longer. Um, another thing that I, I wished that I had known is the bruising while it might not be bad. Like I took Arnica for a week and a half before and a week after. The bruising sucked. Like it sucked. I actually had to reschedule some podcast interviews when I got home because the bruising was so bad that makeup didn't cover it. So I wish I'd kind of realized that like you may or may not bruise, but just err on the side of like you probably will. I I wish that I had known as well. I it really just kind of comes down to like I wish that I had known that slowing down and like this is my life lesson right now, slowing down more and more and more and more. I wish that I had really just realized that and known that. And I also, even though they put it in this big packet of, you know, you're going to go through the emotional journey, like I didn't think I was going to. And I wish that I had really realized, like, this is going to be a thing. You probably will get upset, sad, scared either before or after, or when the pain sears, or when it's uncomfortable, or when you first look at your nose or whatever, you know, if you're getting a surgery, like it can bring up emotions and it's good to let them out. But I just, I wasn't aware that my own journey would take me there. And yeah, I guess like the other thing too is, I don't know. I really, when I think about this is like, it's such a a, a big thing in one sense, but like, I wish more people would be more transparent about it because there's only one other person I know that's publicly on a podcast talked about this. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just like, I wish I would have known more from other people, meaning I wish there was more transparency in all of this. So those are kind of my big, my big things. Now I want to go into the doctors really quick before I finish the story on the manifesting. So um, people ask me, why did I not do this in Miami? I researched, I couldn't find this though, but a, a double board certified surgeon. And that I was told is like a non-negotiable. You really want to find someone for double board certified and then also specializes in both cosmetic and um, the septoplasty. So that's why I went to New York for it. That's why I was there. I'm actually really glad I was because getting to just be in the hotel room by myself, not have to worry about things. Um, you know, they they'd come in and clean and they were so lovely. The staff came in and they were like, like this one sweet lady from the the house cleaning. She was like, if you need anything, like, just let me know. My name's Anita. I'll go to, you know, CVS. She's like, just call downstairs. Like so, so sweet. And this is what I've really learned. Like when you're vulnerable with people, they want to show up. They want to help. They, they want to ask questions like out of curiosity and love. And like the people that would bring in my meals when I'd order them, like, just like, how are you healing, Miss Sharp? Are you feeling better today? I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, it was so just, it was a beautiful experience in that of like human connection. But I think, well, so going back to the why I flew to New York. So I'm glad I did it there versus here because one, we have a cat and he's a little crazy, runs around. And that would have been a little like, it was, my sleep was so disruptive. Like, I do not recommend you being near anyone in a bed for at least a week. There's no way because I was going to bed at midnight just from all the pain medication. I'd wake up every hour on the hour and then I'd sometimes wake up at like four or five and just like get up, turn the lights on, nap throughout the day. So really important that you give yourself that healing time. So yeah, double board certified, that was a non-negotiable for me. And the... And I also just knew like coming from someone who was recommended, I would not necessarily want to go do surgery 
at this point in my life, unless it had something like that, especially on your face, like unless it came from someone who was like, yes, I had a great experience. And it's so funny because the first surgeon that I went to, my friend had a consultation with him and she has a more complicated surgery she needs to do. Like she had to get a, a scan and all these different things for what's going on with her nose. And her quote was less than mine. And I'm like, how is that possible? Okay. So a few different factors. Um, now going to finish off my manifestation story. So when I go in, first they tell me that insurance, you know, they call the insurance, they deal with that. So the number that when I, if you remember in the beginning, when I was biking down the promenade in Miami, I said in my mind, total inclusive of everything is that I'm not willing to go above $23,000. That's it. That's my my cut point. And when I went in for the consultation, it was 19000 And that's that's still a hell of a lot of money. Like it's funny because the the vlogs and podcasts that I'd listen to, they don't talk about that. And I'm like, but like, why not? I don't, I don't know. I just, it's like, if we're going to be transparent about this, like, let's be totally open. And when I had, you know, booked the consultation and I'd said this in my mind, 23K is exactly like, that's it. That's my, my thing. So I came in at 19. I'm like, oh, done. Like totally booking that. At the same time, the day, the day that I had decided the amount and that I was doing it in two weeks time, I also realized this is why it's important to figure out the what and the why, not the how, because I realized I actually had money sitting in um, in some stocks that it, it wasn't like a long-term investment. It's not like I had my money in you know Raymond James, which I do, or Fidelity. Like This was kind of like a... I was testing out some things, playing around, you know, buying and selling stocks. And I was like, I am totally okay to take this money. It's not going to affect my portfolio at all. It's not going to affect, like, it's not cash, but I had enough money. In, it, this was mind blowing to me. I had enough money in there. So I had 13,000 in this account. And I was like, done. Like, I'll, I'll take that out. It didn't even cross my mind of like wanting to keep that in. And then I had enough in cash for the rest of that. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. So I do that. And when I booked the hotel, when I booked the flight, it was a $500 round trip flight. Right. So now we're, we're kind of pushing it up there a little bit or, or just over. And then when I booked the hotel, it was, I think it was um, 2.5 or something. No, 3.5, something like that. Anyways, with the flight, the surgery and the hotel... For the whole seven days that I was there, I kid you not, it came out to exactly twenty three thousand dollars. And and what's cool about it, I told you, like with the hotel, is that I got free breakfast, and then I had stocked up on other things, and I didn't pay anything in addition. But literally, when I walk away from New York, that's what I've spent on the entire thing twenty three, which was the exact number that I had told my husband on the beach, and I'd said in two weeks from today. And and so it all happened. Like it was mind blowing to me. This whole story of how it happened, just choosing, making a decision. And then, and this is like why I love the power of manifesting, because once I made that decision, everything started to fall into place. This is what I teach in the ultimate transformation program. So long story long, <laughs> for 47 minutes in. This was my experience. I'm still healing. Um I actually did it right now, or I did it a few weeks ago because we go on our honeymoon in two weeks. And I just thought it'd be nice to do it before then because once we come back, I launch into the Ultimate Transformation Program. And once I do that, I like there's weekly calls. I can't push anyone. There's private one-on-one -on -one calls with each group member. So I'm like, it's now or it's the beginning of summer. Actually, no, it's not until the middle of summer. And you shouldn't do things like this in summer because of the recovery. You're not supposed to drink. You can't be in the sun. And so it just now is a, a good time. And that is truly the power of manifesting is figure out your what and your why. And the how will always, always figure itself out. So anyways, that was my experience with the nose job, the septoplasty. Um, insurance also just there. What I've learned is that Different companies or different surgeons are are different in that they they're billing separately to the insurance. So insurance does pay for it. Meaning, if they had 
build me and then I build insurance, I would have ended up paying more. So they kind of take that cost off, which was great. And the insurance is a tricky one because they basically pay, they only pay for a septoplasty. They will not pay for any cosmetic and they pay the lowest possible. So like $3,000 or something, which is not the cost of a a nose job or a septoplasty. And, you know, this is going to change. The price will change depending on where you are in obviously the world or in the country. For me, it was more important to pay a higher price to someone that came recommended, double board certified, someone that had the technology to show me the before and afters and everything and have the surgery in the same office. So all of those things happened. Um, Really, really happy though. Like even though the journey has sucked (laughs) to say the least, I'm still really happy because I get moments of being able to breathe and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so good. I can breathe. So that's uh, that's that. And I would love to know, you know, if you have any any follow up questions, happy to share with you. Um, outside of that, I think I answered just about everything. Why I did it, what I wish I'd not, what I wish I'd known, the healing journey. Um, and so yeah, it, it was just interesting, like going in for the cosmetic thing. Coming, like I booked it for the medical reason. Still did some small cosmetic, and I'm. Like I'm really happy with it, honestly. It's I, I feel good. I I feel more confident and I, I like the look more. But the number one thing for me really was doing the the septoplasty. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed today's slightly more random topic, but it's all about transparency and vulnerability. If you guys liked the show, again, please leave a five-star rating and what you enjoyed about it. And let me know what you would like to see in upcoming episodes, because I'm always listening to your feedback and updating and upgrading the podcast. And until next week, here's to a sharper life.